Hello and welcome to another episode of Radio Udipus. My name is Danny Walker. You are listening to Radio Udipus, the podcast all about the culture of beer. For those of you that are new to the show, a very special welcome, but I do recommend you visit some of our previous episodes. This isn't because you won't understand the themes of today's show. It's just because I would like to introduce you to some of the other interesting topics we have discussed within music, art, culture, and of course, beer. You can search Radio Udipus on your podcast app to find more or by heading to udipus.com forward slash radio. On today's show, around the table, I was joined by Victor Brangolo, the lead designer here at Udipus Brewing. Our guest was Lara Verheiden, a photographer and filmmaker. We spoke about her project, The Amsterdam Nude Calendar, as well as her film, Coco as we try to figure out some of the motivations behind her work. As well as that, we talk about beer, what's in the fridge, and there's also a quiz. Here we go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Radio Udipus. I'm happy to be joined by Victor Brangolo, the man responsible for the designs here at Udipus. Welcome back to the show, mate. We last you, had you on the show with Boris Debaya. Yes, that was his one. And how are you doing today? Uh, very good. I'm really happy to uh, to be here present again and to discuss with Lara uh, about her work. Yes, exactly. We are joined by Lara Verheiden, filmmaker, photographer, cum artist, let's say. Uh, hey, Lara. It's great hey. to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Good, good. Uh, as a local artist, let's call you for now, who you, you've been quite some eye-catching work, let's say, recently. Uh, and we think that's really good to discuss on the show today. So we're going to get into that. I read, while doing some research about you, I read in a parole article about you, maybe a couple of years old now, and it mentioned that you'd only just started calling yourself a photographer. Oh, that's uh, true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what, my question <laughs> is, what would you say, because I've just called you a artist, come documentary maker, what would you say your job title is? Yeah, it switches a bit. Like, if I have to write a bio for something, I say, like, artist, uh, photographer, and filmmaker, um, but... Now I start saying artist more, I yeah. think, but I also use photographer a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it kind of switches. I would never, I think I wouldn't call myself like just a filmmaker, only that. I would always, yeah. always add a thing. Exactly. Because I think it's the, like I've made not so many films. Yeah. Yes. It also depends what you're working on. It also can be quite restricting, I guess, giving yeah. a title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then artist is good because it's like a, a whole thing. But it can, in Dutch it sounds a bit more pretentious somehow or like kunstenares or kunstenares oh, yeah. and then artist is easier like in english i would say it easier than our artist oh, yeah. okay that's interesting <laughs> um but yeah that's cool and you're mostly known especially at Udipus, because we have the calendar in the office but yeah. mostly known for your work in uh for the amsterdam naked calendar which is the english translation uh but also your documentary work and we'll get onto that later can you explain a little bit for the people that might be listening what the Amsterdam Naked Calendar is? Um, yeah, it's a calendar of with naked people in it, um, <laughs> with photos that uh, I made. Uh, I do it together with a stylist um, for the little clothes you do see, because nobody's re- most people are like kind of half dressed, undressed, uh, mm-hmm. semi naked, and. Um, 
Yeah, it's boys and girls and uh, young and old, and it can be anything actually. Yeah, it's just people uh, naked in Amsterdam <laughs> or yeah. around it a bit, yeah, or inside. Doesn't need much more explaining, <laughs> no, I think. <laughs> but the titles pretty much says it all. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and you've been working on the latest edition, am I right? Yeah, like the, yeah, the third one now, and uh, yeah, we're shooting it right now actually, and um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like now also I'm kind of. Wanting to maybe also do it in the whole of Netherlands or like getting a bit outside of Amsterdam or nice. more with nature because I'm more like into that right now. Okay. So I'm kind of thinking about it, how I can do that. Yeah. Like maybe the Netherlands Nakelander or something like this. And Groningen or something. You yeah, could yeah, do different could, Yeah, yeah, you could do and you have like, of course, I mean, maybe the, the, the provinces or something. Yeah, we can do different kind of editions. Yeah, that could yeah. be really fun. The one we have in the office, it's uh, people have this little uh, Amsterdam uh, hand sign. It's true. So we wouldn't have to think of a new hand sign. Yeah, exactly. yeah, like a Dutch. Uh, yeah, the well, wi- or the windmill. Uh, yeah, sign. the windmill. <laughs> oh, it's a windmill. Yes, it is, probably. Oh, of course, yeah, across. I mean, yeah, I'm maybe, I've I'm never thought of it. Yeah. I'm sometimes asked about this, like, what is the X's symbolize? So maybe I I don't know. No, me neither. I, I just, I thought it was, I always say, yeah, it's the three X from Amsterdam, but then it makes sense that's the windmills. That's the windmill from the Netherlands. Yeah, it could, then it could also be the whole sign for the Netherlands. Maybe. Maybe the windmill uh, getting your clothes off. Of the wind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a symbol. Yeah. Take your clothes off. Yeah, like exactly. blowing your clothes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is hard I can imagine. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we never actually shot a photo with a windmill. Yeah, also it could be a good idea. Yeah, definitely. For us, it's also nice because it's like the sensor thing a bit, like it's yeah, a red cross. Yeah, and so yeah, on. yeah, yeah. So it does work. But you're one of the first who uh, make the link because a lot of people ask me like, why do you do why do you do the finger sign? They don't uh. make the connection with the crosses. Ah. Uh. But maybe because you also worked on branding for Amsterdam or something that you know this? Or? Uh, no, it's just that I was uh, looking at the calendar and I said, hey, they all do this sign. And it reminded me of Amsterdam Cross. And that's how I... Ah, you... Re- oh, wow, good. Okay, well, that's good to know. It's because good that, that you noticed that before the nudity. It's like, oh, what's this weird hand sign? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't saw anything else. <laughs> this ends. <laughs> like, oh, my God. After you look at it for the millionth of yeah, time. I was quite <laughs> shocked, by the way, by these hands. Very <laughs> 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 provocative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's great. Well, we'll we'll chat more about your calendar in a second. But as always in the show, we like to start with a bit of beer talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to say a little bit about the beer while Victor cracks it open and pauses all the glass. Uh, so the beer we have today is called Recollector and it's uh, by Garage Beer Co, a Catalonian brewery, so a beer based in Barcelona. The beer is a collaboration with an Italian brewery called uh, Crack Brewery and yeah, the brewery started in 2015 and started as a brew pub. Do you know what a brew pub is, uh, Lara? No, but I can maybe guess it a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like a, a brewery basically is, a yeah. brewery. A lot of breweries start up like this, I think, because it's like a good way to just sell their own beer. And yeah, so that now they have a main brewery and that started in 2017 and still, the brew pub still exists. I haven't been. been to Barcelona quite a few times, but I haven't been, so... So it it is a it has a quite a smell, huh? Already, yeah. Very, uh, I like it. Very um, fruity, maybe. Yeah. But also, what always in- interests me is the look, of course, huh, of the beer. Yeah. And this beer has a very special label, I think. Yeah, it's I agree. like a. Uh, it's like a red kind of more of an energy drink kind of label. Yeah, it has a bit yeah, of an energy right. drink 
touch, but also the meaning of it. It's this uh, hourglass. Yeah. So recollector, recollector would basically mean thinking about time, and there's a there's a an when hourglass on the label, isn't there? Yeah, it's like an hourglass that's passing by. Yeah, maybe it's like kind of like a, when you drink beer, you forget the time, or time yeah. flies, or you forget time everything, or maybe, kind yeah. of like the bad things about alcohol. I would. Say. Or yeah, if you're recollecting and then you're trying to think about what happened, what so all, yeah. maybe this is because uh, it's it's an IPA and it's six point five percent, I think. Six point six. Six point six. So it's a bit strong. So maybe it's talking about how uh, if you have a few too many, you have to try and recollect your night a little yeah. bit. Probably. But yeah. But also the red, like they use a sort of a, it's not a strong red, unless on the back side, you see this, this one is printed with a different red. This, this one. Uh, the, dif- yeah. So I don't know if it's a mistake or if it's a choice. But Do you not the, think it's because the, the red is through the glass? Oh, it's, no, it's just look, printed wrong. The hourglass in the front have uh, the regular red. Oh, okay. So maybe it's a hint, but it looks like the red is very shallow. It's like a sort of a soft red. For some yeah, reason. like desaturated, like they put a lot of black in it or something. Yeah. Mm. And but are we uh, making like? Do they know we we talk about them or? Uh, not not right now. Uh, okay. But we, they will yeah, they will afterwards. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure. We, I think the the beer itself is great. I think okay, it doesn't yeah. matter if we're yeah, uh, we have to taste the beer. <laughs> we can talk be, about we the can be honest and critical. <laughs> but the thing is about the about the label. So I uh, shout out to the beer coning. I was in there last week and uh, I was speaking to Kevin in there who recommended me this beer. Because uh, I was asking about them, I'd not actually heard of Garage Beer Co. And he said, "Yeah, this is they're pretty good." Um, and yeah, they've been around for a while, and they're known for this quite poppy, well polished beer label. So I think all their beers are quite well known because of their nice labels. Let's say, I would um, say the beer because of that uh, layout and uh, has a bit of this '90s CD. Uh, touch to it yeah 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 like this when you buy this you would buy these 50 cds to engrave your dvds you know yeah your first downloaded movie yeah okay. yeah, yeah. a bit of this uh touch to it you oh, know, okay like all right download through times or like engrave mm. it's a bit of this uh old 3d uh, early 90s uh digital animated kind of yeah. feel okay it has something like that all right but for the beer itself uh, lara yeah yeah, I really like it. Yeah, I've, I'm really like, yeah, which is, I'm not a beer connoisseur or something. Yeah, or something. So I really can only say, like, I like it nice and fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't get much further. Well, I can try. Maybe it's a bit thick or something. It's not very dense. Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of flavor. So it's a, yeah, it's a big, juicy IPA. I'm not sure. It's quite hazy, which might suggest that it's a New England IPA. I can't, I'm not, I don't. From doing some research, he didn't say it was, so I don't want to call it something it's not. But (laughs) usually IPAs of this style are known as like really big, juicy flavors, usually a lot of tropical flavors, pineapple, mango. I think that is present in this. Obviously, the aroma was really strong, full of fruit. Um, Yeah, a lot of, I think a lot of beers, maybe more specifically like New England IPAs, they kind of split a lot of beer geeks, whether they like them or not because they're often just viewed as tropical uh, alcoholic fruit juice you know ah. um, yeah. but for me i think it's perfectly suits a nice sunny monday uh, or like a nice sunny day you know what i mean yeah. um uh but yeah i think yeah it has something nice. of this uh, indeed this fruit juice or fresh yeah. pressed juice yeah 
Oh, yeah. Then that just has been there too long. And I guess like alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's also da- down to the hops, I think. So the hop varieties that they use in this, it's BRU1 and Citra. This is a quote from their website. BRU1 and Citra are married perfectly in this collaborative IPA with crack to give a juicy IPA that boasts big pineapple and tropical flavors. So, yeah, that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah. Um, it's very good. Very nice. I yeah. like it. So it's a session IPA, that's what you said? No, I think just a regular IPA. IPA. Session okay. IPA would maybe be a bit weaker. It would be maybe under yeah, one, five, uh, one less 5%. Percent. I don't know what a session, the differentiation of a session is, but I just know that in my head it means you can drink more. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. You do yeah. a session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So session, more on a session basis, let's say. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you, men- you mentioned about a bit of your beer background. Do you pay attention much to uh, breweries, local breweries, or anything like that? Don't mm. feel like you have to say yes. Yeah, well, no, well, yeah, no, I don't, not really. I just, no. I drink beer. Like, I, I don't really drink wine, so yeah. I do always drink beer. Yeah. But I've never, uh, I'm, I'm not nerdy about it or... Um, no, no. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 <laughs> you don't need to apologize to me. Because, like, I... Uh, Barcelona, I've been to Barcelona about four or five times. And I usually try and, when I travel, I usually try and look for local breweries and things. But I'd not heard of these. I was wondering if this is something you did if you were to travel, would you? I've never even thought about it, no. Oh, no. I, I, no, really, like, when I just asked you guys, like, what uh, what kind of breweries are there in Amsterdam? Yeah, like, yeah. I, re- I've, I know you. Guys. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. That, we must be doing something <laughs> right then, yeah. if we're on your radar. Right. Visible, probably. <laughs> ah, great. <laughs> Yeah, it's something that exists now. It's a beer tourism that you can go to cities and visit their craft breweries. It's, ah. it's quite ha- happening at the moment. Yeah. So yeah. some people would come to Amsterdam and do a little brewery tours. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. And they come here or so you talk with them or... Yeah, some people get the a tour. Yeah, they yeah. Come, they'll come to the tap yeah. room and, and they'll, they'll... Funny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember a friend of mine who said like... Um, when he was younger, he came to Amsterdam like, 12 years ago or something, or 11, and then he said it was cheaper to buy, like, craft beers. I Sometimes I did that, and there was, like, nobody did it. Yeah. And then the last 10 years, it's gone so popular and, and like, super hip. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. he says, like, I'm drinking, like, craft beers now for the past 10 years. What's uh, yeah, yeah. What's happening or something? super trendy. Yeah, it's now really it's expensive. just the thing. Yeah. And then I cannot almost not imagine that it used to be cheaper. Like, is that true? Like, how is that possible? I, I have no idea. Yeah, if it was cheaper, but I know that sometimes yeah. it used to be like supporting the local brewery might uh, might be cheaper to just go to their pub and, and and drink it a bit cheaper. But usually it's a bit more expensive, just like supporting maybe a local baker might yeah. be the bread's a bit more expensive. Yeah, that's what I figured. But he said that no. Maybe, maybe in comparison to other cities, maybe it was cheaper. Yeah. But huh. uh, no, it is a bit more expensive because the processes are different. Yeah. It's less automatized. Yeah. All of that. Yeah, mm. it's true. Yeah, well, maybe it was cheap uh, because mm. they didn't hire people. Like, it was just if you brew yeah, it at yeah, home, sure. you can just give it away for whatever you want and you like to do it or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah especially when breweries were starting out. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think I um, I, I only ask if you notice things when you travel because I think it's this. I don't, wouldn't necessarily go on a beer brewery tour, but it's, I think, like, I would like. It's like, for me, it's like sampling the local food a little bit. Yeah. So it's like I go to uh, uh, Italy, I want to try local uh, pasta, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also uh, see what their beer is up to. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, and you also have a chef in your... Um... We currently do have a chef. Yeah, yeah so maybe it's something that goes together. Like the guys who brew, is, is, it all, is it something that usually goes together? Like interested in food, interested in beer? We yeah, found yeah. that. Yeah? yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, people just who care about flavor and taste also... Yeah, whether it's beer, whether it's cooking, yeah, I usually find that the same people are into the same things. Yeah, yeah, and you're now gonna discover what kind of beer is nice with what kind of food or something kind of like wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's exactly what you said before with fermentation. When we yeah. discussed before, it's the same idea. Um, yeah, fermentation has a lot uh, impact on food. Yeah, and you can uh, so beer is a lot about fermentation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So all of this uh, aspect are together. Yeah, our chef is focusing on that a lot. Yeah, mm. it's, it's sadly really my my blind spot also with cooking and stuff. I, I'm <laughs> I'm missing out, but a lot of people have like a hobby interest in food. Yeah, of course. Yeah, which yeah. I don't. Yeah, I've never had it, but I, I like when people do. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. It really opens a world for me. You know? Yeah, it's good <laughs> as long as you have the people around you so they can yeah, come so, for you, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that's uh, the beer. I still think we've got another can on the table. Maybe we'll crack that open at some is point. It, is it finished, the other one? But we can open the other. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, all right. We? Before we Please get into it with oh, Mara, do it here and Yeah, go on. This happened to you too, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so, the nudity calendar. When did that idea first come about? Um, the idea came, well, I've, uh, I've, I've been photographing nude people quite some time. Oh, yes. Uh, but I've never, uh, like, actively looked for it. It's just the people who I photographed, and if I noticed they were okay with being nude or nude portraits, I would do it. Mm-hmm. And then I think my cousin, he asked me if, um, my boy cousin, he asked me if I, um, if I would do a calendar for his rugby team. Oh really? Yeah, and, uh-huh. and I was like, uh, yeah, like a nude calendar. But he, and I was like, really like nude, nude. He was like, well, no, not nudes. We well, maybe hold a ball in front of like, but like you know this kind of calendars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was kind of thinking like, yeah, maybe I want to do this. I'll meet like a, a lot of fun, weird rugby boys that I've never met and do like a rugby. I, I find it kind of inspiring. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, it never came through or he quit that rugby team or something happened. And then I still had the idea. I was like, maybe I can just do then my own calendar with actually nudity. And then it doesn't have to be everything with rugby. And it kind of, like, I already like the rugby idea. But then I think if I can do anything, I just keep the idea of naked people in a calendar and mm. then uh, do that. And I think this calendar has this kind of merch merchy thing which i really always have liked a lot or something yeah or like yeah just like a little like something you can buy or get it's a bit old it's a bit uh yeah touristy and i've always liked these kind of things so then i it, it really like uh, seemed like a good idea to me and then the amsterdam was just to um yeah it was just like a logical thing for like i you need something to hang it up and like like you could do like uh, the the pirelli calendar i don't know if you've ever heard of that yeah the, the pinup uh, calendar. yeah it's like a really f- like the car pirelli like the car uh, tires yeah, 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 yeah. and they ask like really famous photographers to do it yeah. so to promote their brand but you can just do any theme actually yeah like for the calendar it's very easy for a theme just like w- when you have beers there are a theme i see all these like themes here mm-hmm. it's just a gift a gift that keeps on giving in a way then for sure yeah that's why the forms may be quite interesting because a calendar yeah. is maybe a bit outdated but it yeah. is also a bit 
uh, kind of funny. Yeah, is that was... why you chose the calendar as well? Because it... yeah, well then the idea already was there because the rugby calendar. And then when I start, as soon as I like we started making it, I really realized that it's just that, that that it's a funny idea that you can do like oh we can do a and maybe an LA version or we could do a c celebrity version once or we do an. Uh, uh, an underage or overage, well, maybe not underage, but overage <laughs> version, <laughs> or like a not nude. Like we, you, it just uh, it gives you a, a room to, um, yeah, to play. yeah, to play actually. <laughs> and then you already have this one concept that really like speaks to the imagination. Yeah. Also, what's interesting with calendar is the image is linked to a moment in time. So yeah, months. yeah. And so you are reading that image only for that period of time, technically. You only yeah. see that for June, yeah. May. So this image has a, like a, yeah, a, a best before date somehow, which is intriguing. Yeah. It's, you can r flip through that calendar again if you, if you want, but technically it's made only for June. July, yeah. And then this image is over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah, true. Yeah. And people always like, oh, when, they, cause when they really like a photo or when they really don't like a photo, they can be like, oh, I was, I was, I was sad to flip this month or like, I really can't didn't wait like, until this can't wait. Over. And then you're like, yeah, you can just do anything actually what you want with it. But a lot of people, yeah, you feel like the obligation to use it as a calendar, which is also nice because then you just have like a, a frame on the wall that you just change the photo. Yeah, yeah. And not a lot of people, I think, hang photos or buy photos and frame them. I mean, it's not such a, like, it's a, um, I don't know how you say this in English, but it's not such an easy thing to do. I mean, people do it, but the calendar really gives a reason to just put a different art photo on your wall every month yeah, sure. and then flip it around or, yeah. So in that sense, it's also really good promotion, I say, for... Uh, for us, it, yeah. it was like, yeah, for my work, it's, people look at it a whole month, a whole year at my, at yeah. my photos. So then the idea is just, yeah, it's just a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it really well is, done. Yeah. yeah, it seems like a good idea. And then also the, the process of putting it together, that strikes me as something that could be quite fun. Yeah, it yeah. Well, yeah, it is fun. Yeah. Of course, the shoots are fun, like the finding the people is fun and then the choosing it's like you have to kind of find a rhythm. Mm -hmm. Well, what I think also we, we, we've never done so far is that we like shoot every month in the month that it's going to be, you know, so you could have like a cold month, snow. Or, okay. Well, the climate in Holland is maybe not so different now. Yeah. <laughs> it makes the process a lot longer than if you yeah, had to wait for December. It's true. And then we did like the first calendar we shot um, in November, actually. The, the first time we did it and it, it's really not so nice like then it's so cold and like because I really take hours for the shoot like I'll be there six hours and if the model completely gets cramped and <laughs> I do like it's not a nice condition to work in so we thought like okay we definitely need to shoot it in the summer yeah and then we just do it everything in the whole in, in a month you know it's yeah. easier yeah for sure yeah and do you like how do you plan that do you would you say okay i really want to have a, a female in july no, in this no, location no, no, no. That or is doesn't it work. no 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 not at all we shoot everything and in the end <clears throat> um we uh we make an order like okay first maybe you want to start out easy or you want to start out bam in your face or you want to start out with something you didn't expect so we try to make an uh, an order of images 
uh, that feels right. Like the rhythm comes in the end, and we can like switch it around. Ah, okay. like, maybe now a boy, maybe now a close up, maybe now something very explicit, maybe now not directly a baby after the super explicit one. Like we can kind of vary on that theme. Okay, so the structure of what month goes where comes almost yeah, the end. Yeah, it comes ah, in nice. the end. Yeah, okay. so and I the, don't know mo- the models they are not aware of. Their months, like they discover no. it the day they receive. Yeah, the, okay. yeah. Like, well, maybe sometimes I tell them or something, but um, no, they're not aware. Sometimes they have like a request, like, "Oh, can I be June or whatever?" Like, it's their birthday, or uh, <laughs> or they like the month, or like some yeah. people have a request, but I like that's I can take it in consideration, but it's not. Um, yeah, it yeah. needs to have. It must feel good, you know, the mm-hmm. the rhythm of the yes. of the calendar. You know, if I would be in the calendar, oh yeah, I would not be. I would not like to be February. Ah no. No, I Why? think it's such a sad month. Oh yeah, like yeah. everybody's blue. Maybe they can feel better looking. Yeah, at there's you. nothing happening in February. It's it's my birthday. It's in February. And Valentine's <laughs> Day. Uh, uh, Valentine's Day. Is in February. Oh, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> might, you, I don't know. I think some people might want to be uh, the summer of love, uh, the month of love, or something. Oh, you like February is such a sad month, unless it's every once every five years when there's an extra day. Yeah. Which I think February is very unique, but for the rest, it's. But then it's, it's just that, making your least favorite month one bit day longer. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but it's the moment where this month gets a special. Uh, yeah, but maybe you can be like that one sunshine on the on the, on the wall where everybody's like sitting alone on Valentine's Day on the toilet. And you're like looking at you. Or that. Yeah. <laughs> or when it's uh, this year when. 29th of February, and ah. I'm 29 only. Okay. Ah, yeah, it was like you just have one day for exactly one person. For this mm. extra. <laughs> <laughs> so your your photography style, I I kind of think it is a bit of a no filter approach to life a little bit. I think there's similarities with a bit your filmmaking yeah. as well. It's very. What do you say? No filter. No filter. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, no filter. No, I completely get. I, exposed. I was, it curious if I heard it right. Yeah, 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 no yeah I understand. Yeah, it's very raw and exposing. Let's say, is is there is there anything you're trying to achieve with your work? Is there a d- desired effect? Um, a desired effect is that I want people to uh, love it, mm-hmm. or think wow, or something, or or like it, or feel attracted. I don't have an an activist kind of uh, um, desire. A lot of people ask me this. I feel like uh, people uh, get this idea a lot that I have to want to sh- tell people something or um, mm-hmm. show them that um, I don't know. I don't know what they want, but I for me it's we very take nice. our clothes off. Yeah, yeah, no. For me, it has to be like aesthetic. I have to be, feel attracted to the person that I photograph. Like I have to like them in any way. Find them beautiful. Find them well sexy or maybe find them interesting or cool mm-hmm. it ha- yeah and that i really and what i see i want to get across to the to the viewer mm-hmm. so they get the same experience of what i see when i see that person at its best you know mm-hmm. and not all, maybe not all the time but like in a way when you think okay, when you're there and mm-hmm. you're doing this this is like your best self mm-hmm. in a way yeah because yeah, i saw i read that in that same article uh, when i was doing some research about your work yeah is it this was also a really bad Google Translate, so I'm no. sorry if I get used the wrong word, but no. it said your models are not necessarily handsome or not necessarily beautiful. Yeah, well, I think that I, I always get a bit pissed when people say that because I do think they are. Yeah, this is what I wanted yeah. to ask. Because and then, then I, um, 
and and because uh, I would I would also I also sometimes think people are not beautiful or ugly, and then I don't want to photograph them. Yeah. So I do have a very I I judge a lot, you know, about people mm-hmm. when I photograph them. Like uh, for me, it has to be somebody I like or that is beautiful, and then I notice that a lot of people find them also beautiful or people who like my work or my calendar. But then still, people say this like, oh, they're not necessarily beautiful, and like. Who are you to judge that, you know? I mean, yeah. they are beautiful. And yeah, because yeah. I, I think, I mean, obviously, because otherwise the calendar wouldn't sell probably or wouldn't people wouldn't feel attracted to it. Yeah. Do you think that's what people are thinking when they get well, by the calendar? Sub- that they're I mean, maybe it's a bit of a taboo to say that you really find something beautiful or that you... Because uh, some people also ask me, like, why is there not an, like, an ugly old man in the calendar? Like people kind of maybe want that or something, or or they think yeah. they should be that should be the case, or it's yeah. good that I photograph people that are not models. Or yeah, there's kind of like a more moralistic uh, yeah. idea on on how to perceive beauty. Yeah, although I do really perceive it. For me, that's not the case. I mean, I just follow my uh, my taste actually. Yeah. yeah, and you are very present on social media. Yeah. Like it's also a tool for you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So on social media, there's a lot of uh, filtering options and a lot of yeah. makeup uh, possibilities. Yeah. So you obviously do, don't do that. No, I don't uh, like makeup so much. Because uh, I I saw that, uh, for example, um, a lot of people tend to look alike on Instagram. Yeah. To do the same shots, do the same <laughs> pose, do the same uh, sort of, uh, yeah. So you don't do that. No. So what, what is your opinion on this sort of uh, uniform Instagram uh, uh, look? Well, I, I mean, um, I think in my in our scene, or like maybe if you, if, I don't know if we are in the same scene, but <laughs> let's assume we are. Uh, th- then that that's not such uh, like none of my friends would. Uh, maybe some do. They do this filter kind of thing that makes your eyes a bit bigger mm. and your skin a bit smoother. Mm. yeah i mean i i don't like for me for myself like to post a selfie with this i wouldn't do that because then i think uh well then it will disappoint you in real life or maybe then you 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 communicate something you're not and then for for people or with when people girls wear mascara always ask like don't wear mascara i I don't like it there's just like an an assumption that everybody looks good with black eyelashes Mm. Which is not true. Some people do, and like especially if they, you can look good with black eyelashes. But for me, it doesn't really look so good when I wear mascara. So mm. there's just an, I think people are just, like a lot of people just put it on and think, okay, this is makeup. It will make me look better, and I think why well, you look worse. Mm. But some people can look better with mascara. But you have kind of shape of eyes. I think I'm more specific about it. So if, unless I don't have a really good makeup artist or like that kind of person who will look good with it, almost nobody. I think nobody looks better with makeup. And the same for the filter. I, some people like can look good with a filter, but then yeah, what, it's just like a, a fancy person that that's not there. Like yeah, maybe that's good for them, but in the end, you're also it, a real person. Yeah. I think it really suits your style though to have people captured just in everyday life to not feel like they're made up to be on camera wearing like uh, makeup or things i think it feels very much like you're just capturing everyone in every day yeah which is kind of how i feel with the calendar and also your film work a little bit yeah well the film work yeah yeah i think yeah no it's maybe it's true okay 
But that's not something you're conscious of. Like, don't wear makeup because I want it to seem real. Yeah, no, I do say don't wear makeup. But, I mean, makeup is also real. So there's a lot of people wear makeup. So it of can course. be, it's a, it's, a, it's a real thing. I just don't, I don't think it makes people prettier. Yeah. But like, I maybe would brush their hair or something like that could work. Yeah, okay. Or lipstick sometimes. I mean, if you go for a vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Victor just mentioned Instagram. Is it like, do you come uh, into any restrictions there with promoting your work? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I've been deleted twice. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And the last time I even had to like get a lawyer to fax Instagram or and then fa- send them like so- letters, but they have to open like so- a signed or yeah, a case, a, uh, yeah, a case. Of, I don't know. Yeah, Vegans. I don't know how how you say. We'll it leave it at that. That's cool. And uh, and I got it back, luckily, after three months. But like, so it's, yeah, they kicked me off. Or um, it's tricky. What was the uh, so nudity was the yeah thing? the nudity was the thing. But then the, uh, the both cases that I was kicked off was uh, out of the blue. So I wouldn't I didn't post anything for a week, or I didn't post nudity. And then because sometimes if you like when I was younger, or when I started on Instagram, I would like post photos naked just to be like fuck you ah. and then it, after like an hour the photo gets deleted mm-hmm. and then you get a message like don't do this or uh, guidelines blah 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 mm-hmm. but now I don't do that anymore because I mean it's too risky but then sometimes I also once made a video of a girl a boy uh, uh, licking uh, my toe or something and then yeah. I, then after like then it got deleted afterwards so maybe that was the thing but there's no warning, so they just kind of... No, they don't warn you. They just, like, log you out, and then you cannot log in anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you don't get an email. There's no help desk. There's not, like, really... It's a really hard thing to get through. Ah, Shit, it's really yeah. like you're out of the club suddenly. Yeah, you're out of the club, and then you don't... Like, can cannot complain. There's no phone number. There's no security mm-hmm. person who is, mm-hmm. like, uh, there to talk with you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of was like, okay, what the hell do I do? And then, uh, luckily, I, I spoke with somebody who's, who, who does a lot of social media rights or gets uh, Instagrams deleted that are not the actual person or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he's kind of an expert in that. So he knew what to do. But, like, if it was for myself, like, it's hard, they're hard to reach out. They're just, they mm-hmm. don't have to, you know? Especially if you're an artist that's trying to promote your work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what sort of a role does Instagram or social media play in your kind of everyday life? Are you it used constantly to be bigger capturing? When I was when I was like I think three years ago when I started, I started quite late. I don't know, maybe well for me, I th- in my um, friend group, yeah. I started quite late, and then I it was really about myself, and then I thought it was fun to like post photos that nobody would post of themselves like uh, I don't really mind if some people see me naked or see me on an after or whatever like do things that you wouldn't post on Instagram but then I also noticed that really that if you post that on Instagram people really identify you with as that kind of person and then I once get like a job for uh, Adidas and said like okay you're inviting you to Venice Biennale but then you have to do like a Maybe you pee somewhere or do like pose like a crazy naked selfie or wow. and then it, it becomes like a concept. People are like, oh, you're that like crazy Instagram person who does everything or something. And yeah. then I thought like, uh, that's lame. I got tired of it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's fake. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, no, it's not fake, but it's just you don't want uh, you don't want to com- you don't want to commercialize or conceptualize that uh, 
if it's you, like yeah, with yeah. a calendar, I can think of a theme and like, oh, maybe I can do one in Berlin, which I'm gonna do, by the way. Oh, nice. But then, and then, but if you think like, oh, maybe I'm gonna go to myself to Berlin and be crazy there, and see how people. I mean, it just felt a bit weird, you know. If you, you know if you, you if it's if it's you yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I understand what you mean. It's yeah, it, it's rigging that they then you become your Instagram. Yeah, you right. become your audience, and you yeah, exactly you become your Instagram, and then also people give you feedback on it, so you feel like oh maybe I should do a, another crazy thing, and then like, it yeah. doesn't work like you know yeah, it's way more a, of an influencer type role rather than yeah, using it as a tool yeah. to promote what you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah there's exactly. There's a bit of this Frankenstein, you know, the monster uh, takes yeah. over the, the, the Exactly. <laughs> like, you see this maybe on people who think, like, on reality shows, and, yeah. and they become that kind of crazy person, but mm -hmm. they get a lot of, like, positive feedback or attention with it, so it becomes, like, addictive. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, that never happens to me, but I kind of got, felt like the trap. I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is where that can go, you know? And mm -hmm. then I'm not my Instagram, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> And uh, just back to the calendar a little bit, the, the models that you use, they're usually young models. Uh, is that helpful to work with younger models or people that are maybe your friends? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like, but also I like young people in the way they look. They're, I, I like this age where you're kind of like uh, not a girl, not yet a woman, like this kind Naivety, of, uh, uh, yeah, so. this, uh, this, uh, this age group I think is really attractive. But it's also uh, now, eh? I mean, we're talking about two years of my work. Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, two years of my uh, uh, of my work where before I did a lot of more of my own life and then I started more of this young people, but it could might as well be that like in two years from now it will be a different, uh, something that fascinates me. But for now it fascinates me a lot, this, yeah. um, this type of people, yeah. Yeah, and like working in general with them, like the environment, I guess, because they're similar age to you, is that is that an environment you prefer to work in? Yeah, well, I'm a bit, I'm older, eh, than, older um, than my models. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not 17 or 18 or 19 ah, okay, or 20. Okay. Are they that young? I didn't, I, I didn't know. Yeah, they are. Yeah, ah, okay. yeah. Um, uh, or they could also be older, by the way, but mostly it's in like around 20s. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's. Um, uh, I, I like the I like when people get what I'm doing, you know. So I, if somebody is somebody I like or I feel attracted to them, and they're also um, attracted to my work, and then maybe they're also doing something creative, or they're in Rietveld, or they they're in a field that I like, and then they're also open-minded, or they dare a lot, they're they're intelligent. Then the photos become better. Like the better I click with somebody, if they could be my friend, yeah. The photo gets better usually, like, and I I tend to search for people who, who who I have this connection with, and then we keep doing shoots and we yeah. get to know each other better, better. It it works, you yeah. know. Yeah, and you then, found that with a yeah, because like it's also when somebody poses. I mean, I tell I'm very directive, so I people sit very still and I say like, do this, do that, do like I don't just say like, oh, run around and I'll snap or something. So I'm yeah. very uh, slow. But like if people get the vibe, they they will get into it. They will do things that I think, oh yeah, like they also it's also a job. Like they also are performing, you know. So if 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 people are good at that and they have the right mindset, the the work definitely gets a lot better. better. Yeah. Ah, nice. That's cool. And how how would you say you view your work? Is it more maybe art or maybe a bit more like journalistic? I don't know. <laughs> no, I would say it's art. Ah, okay. Yeah. 
And how do other people view it in terms of what their response is? Uh, are there any people like critical of it or? Um, so far, not very critical. But I mean, I'm sure I like sometimes I get posted on like uh, in 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 me in subcultures that are not really like my kind of uh, direct audience. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like start reading the comments or like if the parole article, for example, on Facebook, and then people are like, uh, oh, well, all these people are uglier. I mean, then and then I look at the pro, yeah. Then it, of course, then they're they're critical. I mean, mm. I cannot really take it serious. Mm. A lot of people who are in my world or I think who follow yeah. me, of course, because they're they want to see what I want to. They're not critical about the work, and it's not. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like shoot, shooting something like uh, nudity, you know, it invites a lot of responses, doesn't it? So I was wondering if pe- if it divides like people, like, oh, this is. Just well, maybe crude, some like maybe a, a boring uncle or in the family reunion <laughs> or something. You know, <laughs> not. Uh, He's still shooting naked people. Yeah, <laughs> and I and or in the street. I mean, some sometimes we get like, uh, hey, what the fuck? But usually, so, so you do get uh, hassled in the street. No, well, when we do a shoot, of course. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, not uh, okay. not normally. Oh, no, but like when we would do, like when we do, usually when we do a boy, maybe it's a bit more harder. People are a bit more. Uh, uh, get aggressive sooner or something, oh, but really? I mean, like very mildly. Yeah, Amsterdam. In that case, also, I think when we, especially when we, especially when we shoot in the center, um, there's a lot of people who just think it kind of belongs. Like tourists think, like, oh yeah, Amsterdam, uh, crazy, <laughs> a naked girl uh, standing here. Yeah, of course, That's you know. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we kind of make use of the stereotype of Amsterdam that is like a crazy wild city where yeah, anything yeah. goes. Ah, that's good fun. That's good. And yeah. the, and when if you do get hassled, like the artist, the one the one person that's naked, how do they handle it? Are they like, oh, it depends. It. it depends if they're um, um, uh, how comfortable they are. I think. Yeah. Okay. Fair and enough. in your uh, process for taking pictures, yeah. So you you say there's a lot of uh, interaction with your models, yeah, and a lot of you need a click. How do you keep this archive, or do you document? Do you like all this basically uh, out of the picture? Moment? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, I ask the people who are there present at the shoot. Like the usually it's just me, uh, Mark, the stylist. And um and like the producer girl, the, yeah, who has the contact with the models, and sometimes not even her. And then we're a really small crew, and then maybe some, yeah, she can like kind of like block with a screen, like if people are looking or like stand around it and act like a professional, because like the bigger you, the more professional you look, the less people are prone to uh, like uh, hassle you. Mm-hmm. And I asked her to make like uh, backstage videos. Ah, okay. Yeah, and sometimes I do it myself, like I with because sometimes with the iPhone photos can be so good mm-hmm. in a way that they are completely different from my iPhone. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I just make some videos or ask Mark to make videos. So I do keep. Uh, yeah, it's also good for promotion, of course, for the mm-hmm. calendar. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a little bit about that because I found this uh, with maybe paying attention to your Instagram and also watching your films. Is that just the technology you use? It kind of works well with your style, very like raw. What sort of cameras do you use when shooting things like this? They do seem quite basic, let's say, or things yeah. we all have. Yeah. Um, do they help you get the desired effect you want? Yeah, I shoot now with like a very old, it's a Canon 7D. Sorry. Canon 7D, and it's like a kind of, a, it's, like it's 
under maybe 10 years old or right. yeah so it's uh, really not so good i really do want to get a better camera though yeah yeah <laughs> but and uh, with a fuji 100xf yeah and sometimes with my iphone yeah 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 is that the same what like um like on coco your film what sort of camera are you using there? Oh, it looks this, like an iPhone. Yeah, almost. no, it's not an iPhone. It's a little bit better, but it's just like a little handy cam, like, a, yeah. like this kind of 90s recorder, which is really light and easy to like switch around. It doesn't shake. Yeah. And then I also have a bit of a better camera that's a bit harder to handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, it's good. I think it really helps get uh, this some... Yeah, you very much have a style, and I think that helps get that yeah. personal response. It's true. I think my and I'm very, I'm very untechnical. I did never went to school also for it, so I'm also didact or how do you say self taught. Yeah, self taught. Yeah. yeah, and also with this, just like this kind of beer uh, things, I I don't nerd out on camera things. I I, I cannot. I'm just not. Uh, mm. I don't have the focus for it. So mm. I really, uh, I really do it on on the social on my social skills, you know. Mm. So then the device doesn't really matter. I think. Yeah, a bit more of a do it yourself so kind of attitude. Yeah. Do you do um, so the editing, the post editing of your images? Oh yeah, that I do myself. You do that on your computer. Yeah. And like, do you try to? preserve natural light or is it something you really it, seriously looking at all the lights as you say uh, I, I work with natural light sometimes I work with a screen like to bounce the sun mm -hmm. uh, or a lamp uh, but and, and in the post editing of course I make it like lighter or something but I don't do uh, what is that the question yeah I was just curious if you really uh, worked your files basically yeah really worked heavily all your details or if it's something you want to keep something fresh so you don't really touch the i i re i i mean i never just put a file and give it to the calendar i mean i really i do edit it mm -hmm. i make it lighter usually a lot lighter because for printing somehow mm -hmm. on your camera it has a light in it so if you print it it comes out very dark mm -hmm. so i make it more light but i don't retouch a lot of things i mean i keep people of course yeah mm -hmm. as as they are Right. Unless they have like something weird, like I mean, I do edit a little bit, but I not so much. All right, so let's take a small break from our conversation with Lara and Victor to call Paul Trost. Paul works for Valhalla Brewery, our neighbours here in Amsterdam North. Paul is also a self-proclaimed home fermentationist, so I was curious what he had at home, chilling in his fridge. We had a couple of technical issues at the top of the phone call, but we managed to get it sorted. So here's my chat with Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, Danny. How do I sound now? Oh, you sound much better, loud and clear. Good. Nice. <laughs> nice one. All right, Paul. So uh, what have you got in your fridge? Well, Danny, I'm, uh, I'm a bit of a home fermentationist. That's how, um, <laughs> how I rolled into the whole beer world, actually. So um, I have three fridges. Two in my home and one in my shed, nice. um, and all of them contain uh, different different beers or other fermentation projects. Right, um, right in the middle of my living room, I have a, a home tap, uh, so that's two taps um, where I put my home brews on. Nice. Uh, at the moment, those two brews are. A a lager, which I'm quite proud of. It's the first lager I ever made. Nice. Uh, and it turned out quite nice. It's a really basic drinker. And on the other tap, I have a porter. So you've got your light beer and your dark beer. Sounds great. Um, 
Yeah, and we I brewed both of those for competitions with our uh, home brewing group that meets up once a month um, at Fooders here in Amsterdam. In the normal fridge where the food is, I've got two beers at the moment, two real classics actually. Yeah. One of them is Pilsner Urquell, the Czech, uh, very famous yeah. original Pilsner. Yeah, the proper um, Pivo, yeah. Right. I, I got that one from a neighbor who is Czech, and um, I actually traded it for a bunch of low-key cans. Nice. Um, it was quite funny because he was really not used to drinking IPA, and the first time he tasted it, he said he thought it was a little bit weird. It wasn't what he was used to drinking. And then a few days later, he actually texted me saying, hey, do you have a few more of those cans I can trade you? Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. So, you managed to convince uh, him. Nice one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we have uh, we have another craft beer convert. Well done. Um, the other one, it's a four pack of the Saison du Pont, oh, um, nice. which is you know like kind of seen as the the benchmark original Saison beer. I brought that back from a recent trip to the south of Belgium. Uh, I was away for a week, and I managed to sneak in a few brewery visits as well. But I generally, I really love Saison. I think Dupont is still one of the most drinkable ones amongst them all it just has this perfect balance i think between uh hops and a bit of a yeast profile and just a very nice finish what what particular flavors do you go to within beer you say you've got a porter and a lager going on for home brews and then saisons are you more of a bitter sweet guy or do you do you like your sours as well um, well i mean i mentioned belgium before i just came back with a whole stack of sour beers as well Um, but those, I, I try to kind of keep the sours, I combine them, especially with food. Uh, I think sours are always really great pairing beers. Um, I don't open them as often just if I feel like having, having like a nice beer by itself. Um, lately, lately I've really been sort of refinding an appreciation for lager. Mm. Um, just really crisp, easy drinking lager, but, um, as you know, as I worked for Walhalla, we brew a lot of hop forward styles, and those are also the types of beers I bring home a lot. Uh, that brings me actually to my shed fridge. Um, mm-hmm. That one is currently filled with uh, all these underfills. So these are cans that um, we recently filled during a canning run, but that are not suitable for the market because they um, they were slightly underfilled, but they're still completely fine to drink. Yeah. So yeah, there we we have a mixture of Loki, which is our our main IPA, and then um, Citrus Summer Ale, which is a nice sort of session IPA. Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned the the appreciation appreciation of lagers again, which I think has come up quite a lot with ch- people I've been chatting to recently. And I do I wonder why that is within the beer crowd. Do you think that? For a while, everyone's been about trying to explore loads and loads of different flavor. Now it's more about there's maybe been a bit too much flavor. People just really like having a crisp, drinkable, sessionable beer again. It is, it's funny. I'm wondering what you think about that. Why, why is there such an appreciation of it again? Yeah, it's weird, right? I, I think there's maybe something a bit cyclical about it with these trends. So I do think we reached a moment in beer where it all became really really eclectic with yeah crazy fruit beers um but also you know these pastry stouts that are extremely heavy and kind of like a liquid dessert um i think a lot of these beers are super interesting to try and also because they sort of 
push our definition of what beer even is. But yeah. then at the end of the day, I also think there's a real reason why some beer styles just have have this longevity uh, like lager, which is still the most popular beer in the world. Now, you called yourself, at the beginning of the phone call, you called yourself a home fermentationist. Is, is that the proper title? for? Uh, for I don't know. Do? It just it sounds nice and fancy, doesn't it? It sounds and a good. a bit pretentious. Yeah, yeah no, it, is, it sounds good. Yeah. But is there anything, yeah. uh, are you fermenting anything else other than drinks? Have you got a bit of, uh, I don't know, any kimchi or anything going on? I'm uh, I'm still getting to grips with my own home sourdough culture that was uh, passed right, nice. through the, the aforementioned brewers home brewers group. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm still I feel like I'm still getting to know it a little bit. I still haven't baked that bread where I really feel like like man and yeast were in perfect harmony. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an ongoing challenge. Um, yeah, also during the lockdown period, I made some water kefir which i guess is still a drink um that's probably the easiest fermented drink you can make yeah um and right now i have my first kombucha in the works so i'm also quite interested about that one what flavors you going for in that one for now it's really just a plain green tea kombucha but i think considering we have summer coming up i might add some some fruit to it maybe some raspberry and i also really like mint yeah, nice. in yeah. in drinks, yeah. so something like that. Yeah, it sounds delicious, man. All right, well, mm. uh, that's good enough. Thanks for chatting to me, uh, Paul. It's great to hear about your three different fridges and your living room setup. Sounds pretty amazing. Uh, I hope. Yeah, I, you I should come by it. and have a drink sometime. Yeah, I hope <laughs> to see it in real life. It sounds pretty amazing. <laughs> um, but all right, man, I'll leave you to the rest of your day. Thanks for thanks for chatting to me. Yeah, nice to talk to you, man. All right, see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And a very special thanks to Paul. Check out Valhalla Brewery. They make some amazing hoppy beers. You can head to their web shop via the show notes. If you want to talk about what's in your fridge, send me a message via radio at oedipus.com. For now, let's jump back into the conversation with Victor and Lara. So uh, last weekend, you premiered your latest film at the the Bali, the Coco. Yeah. uh, Which followed your friend Coco during the late, the last stage of pregnancy, let's say. Yeah. I watched the film and I thought it was really, really interesting at the same time. Very, very beautiful, but some some really personal uh, stuff going on there as well. Would you mind just giving a short introduction about what that film is? Uh, yeah, so it's uh, I know Coco for a very long time. I mean, maybe since we we're nine or something. She was in my soccer team. Ah, cool. Yeah, and in my choir, and she was also like always the star. She played for the youth uh, Dutch uh, league in soccer. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, for nice. the girls, of course. Um, and uh, and then in the end, we traveled a lot together. Did a lot of like crazy, like kind of like hippie uh, rainbow c- gatherings. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but that's like a community. I kind of understand it yeah. a little bit, let's say. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we've been through a lot. And then she's pregnant now with her second uh, baby. She was, and then she asked me like, "Hey, do you want to film uh, maybe a crazy home birth video?" Oh, so she came to you she, with the idea. Yeah, she asked me like if I want to film that, and I was like, "Yeah, hell yeah." Of course, I'm curious. And I thought it was going to be a very visual, non-talkative, um, kind of like a music video, but then very explicit wow. kind of film. 
But then, of course, because she was going to give natural birth, you don't know when it's going to come. So I just came a week around when we the due date. And then... Um, and we were, and I said, like, oh, it's cool. I'll just interview you, or we can talk about it, or like make some uh, work around it. And then, um, yeah, as soon as I was there, we started talking like we always do. And uh, I, I was there when she met her boyfriend, Antoine. You see, so I always like ask what was new, and I I know about all her uh, adventures and crushes, and. Um, so we just talked about it, and Coco was like, she shocked me with her uh, honesty. She was so open, yeah. and I was like filming. I was like, damn, Coco is really a good subject, you know? Yeah, they I, were some of the best, most interesting parts. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice, and not everybody has this. I, I feel my father also kind of like I, I feel my my parents a lot, and then some people just have like a very natural um, way to the camera. They're mm -hmm. very open, or they really like it, and there's a combination of honesty and. Uh, and uh, yeah, and enjoying it, that it really makes a good combination to film them. Mm. And then Coco was the same. And then and then uh, and then the baby didn't even come, so I went back to Holland like uh, like very sad. And we were all like, "Fuck, the baby didn't come." And then I was in Paris for work, luckily. And then she called me like, "I'm in labor. Come now." Oh really? Yeah. So she lives in France. Yeah. Oh sorry, she lives in Fribourg. Uh, yeah. Ah, no, in Switzerland. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there was something that really interested me in the in the movie uh, that this moment you sit with her in the bathtub. Yeah. So you're with her in the bathtub. Yeah. And, uh, so the whole movie is uh, you filming and you ask questions. So yeah. we don't see you. You're a voice and an eye. Yeah. But at that moment, we see a bit of your body. Yeah. And, you know, it was quite beautiful because we suddenly see you in this room and with her, and you are really talking and you are with them. So I don't know if you thought about that sort of aspect of your work that you're really with them. So you're not only a recorder of a, a moment in life, you're actually there. And yeah. that's what, as a viewer that you watch the movie, you suddenly feel at that stage, you're like, oh, we are with her in the bathtub because we see your knee. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because I film. I thought actually I filmed it because Coco is very... Like I'm, I'm comfortable with nakedness and contact, and I don't mind. But then I think I sometimes I meet people who are even more with that, and then I even get a bit like Jesus, Coco, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then I think it's funny because she like leaning on me, you know. Yeah. She's like putting her foot on my knee, and mm. uh, in the bed like adjusting herself. And then I, in a way, I don't know. I thought it was a funny move of her, like uh, oh yeah, it's typically Coco who's like using my knee to to uh, hold herself tight in the bath. So that's why I filmed it. And actually, there was a scene before when we ask um, where I, where she films me, and I get out of the tub, and I'm like, uh, "Shall I?" Because we the light was on. I was like, "Maybe it's ugly light. Shall I switch it off?" And then um, I get out of the bath, and you see like my my ass and my legs and a bit like you, you see me naked. And in the first edit, I saw it, and then I took it out because I thought like I, I kind of have this reputation of that. That in my last film also you saw me naked and I thought like maybe I shouldn't be always like oh yeah she's naked or something so I took it out even mm. <laughs> and I'm like okay now people get it and I think it's more fun actually to not see me at all in this film and then just hear me and then just the knee yeah and you're the like knee. the second person actually who says something about it yeah really interesting scene actually yeah that is the only time you see a little bit of you and obviously yeah. Like being, you, then you realize you're actually in the bath together. And I think it maybe adds to the overall style, let's say, but it's a very, uh, 
uh, claustrophobic kind of uh, or very direct, yeah, like like diary of what she's going through. I think yeah. it's really intelligent in maybe an accidental way, let's say. Yeah, well, it's not accidental. I mean, for yeah. me, I wanted to show that Coco did it and then we're in this together and we're in yeah. the bath together. Maybe I think a lot of people, friends, girlfriends, they take baths together. I don't know. I assume uh, it's yeah. probably something girls like uh, know. With a glass so. of champagne and uh, yeah. candles, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's like that. <laughs> that's what boys then think, that's maybe. What we think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then, no, I think just like as a, in a comfortable, like in a talking about this exactly what we're talking about kind of way, you know. Yeah. And what I, also in this film you talk with Coco. There's a couple of scenes where you uh, talk about being beautiful or feeling sexy or what sexy is uh also similar with some of the other work is this something you try and question with your work what be- what is beautiful and what is sexy um yeah i think so i think um i think well in this particular scene coco asked me like how do i make this sexy and then i also added it out and she says there exists like a pregnancy porn or that, that it's a thing so guys can feel attracted to it and then she just says like, but I don't really feel it. I'm not feel. I'm feeling just feel so big and uh, weird or something. So we're talking about this and yeah. And then I just think, and then we talk a bit about like how how I would photograph her or like when I think she does look cool with the because she has like big booty, big breasts, mm-hmm. big belly. It's and the belly is kind of like an extra round shape you can just add to the boob or the ass you know like i mean in my head i can imagine that it could have the same effect maybe on guys <laughs> but uh it's uh, yeah i think it's an interesting subject but it's funny because i personally i'm not attracted to girls like i'm i'm straight so i i always i don't know really where i get these ideas from i think they're yeah. they're kind of like detached uh all the just images, uh, jokes, m- music videos, movies I've seen around the, my in my whole life that are talking about the female body or face as an attractive, sexual attractive thing. You can find things beautiful without being aroused, though, can't we? Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, I, I know that my, my work can be arousing or people ask this or I look for this moment when it becomes like that a bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm, I'm wondering myself, like, where I get these ideas, because personally, I'm not aroused. You know, yeah. I'm, just, I'm working. So yeah, yeah, okay. So maybe it's just a, a nice side effect. Yeah, yeah. like a project. No, but it's something I look for. Like it's maybe a project. I don't know, but it's a funny. Th- I think this is like a part of my work. Maybe that's. There is a, something I was curious when I watched Coco. So yeah. of course, it's about birth. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, sort of the. Impressive moment of the yeah. movie. I think it's a very powerful scene. Yeah, thanks. I almost uh, felt uh, like uh, uh, it was weird to watch it. I almost yeah. felt uh, not. Uh, I should not be watching this. Yeah, because it's so much pain, basically. Yeah, <laughs> but it made me think that so Coco is about birth. Jamaica previous movie is for me more about sex and relation. Yeah. So I was wondering, do you have general thematics that are building up and maybe another one would be death? Yeah, well, I think I think Coco is not about birth, mm-hmm. maybe. Well, it is, of course. I mean, and then Jamaica, and I mean, I think I do look for subjects that cover the whole thing. I mean, a lot of people say to me, like, well, Coco is really about friendship or it's really about feeling 
uh, a young, uh, like a young woman, or it's about birth, or people say like, oh, it's really not about the. I mean, yeah. I th in Jamaica, I think also it's kind of about, um, yeah, what is it about? Yeah, sex, of course, but also about friendship, and I mean, it's always like this kind of girly gossiping talking things about boys or girls and and yourself it's exciting curiosity there's a yeah. moment where you're talking with the 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 person who's on the trip with you where i think you're walking and you're like dead curious like oh i can't remember exactly what you say but he says oh he was he's very cute and innocent and i'm wondering if he's like that in the bedroom as well yeah yeah, yeah. i think that is very girly gossipy yeah well. it is really girly yeah. gossipy and it's really how how we talk like what, just like what i said in the bath like it's not a cliche with like champagne and and pillow fights or something or mm -hmm. or but it, it's just like a girl life that if you are a girl or maybe, but I, I think I could also, I mean, uh, so I think there's something I really, I do want to show people or like, like, hey, this this is what we do. Mm. And, um, but Coco, of course, it's also about birth, but it's also a lot about like, cause it's a lot about Coco as well. Like I would never have called it the, the, the birth or the, the delivery. I would call it like Coco because she's such, like what you said, the conversations are so, uh, uh, intense, like she's yeah. such a she's such a uh, funny psyche and like honest, uh, like a harsh and nonchalant kind of t way of talking. That it's really like for me, it's really about like, whoa, look at look at this girl, you know. It seemed really easy for her to open up, you know. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> completely uh, free yeah. of every uh, like, yeah, like like yeah. I I was a bit like provoked, which doesn't happen often. So that <laughs> I'm very like I'm impressed, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think we we've we talked about it a little bit there, but it's quite a powerful tool what you're doing, combining these raw images of her like butt naked, pregnant, stood in the camera, yeah. uh, uh, asking if she's sexy, with these direct conversations, like we said about like uh, I gave a guy a blowjob in a car. Yeah. Like, quite a powerful tool. What what do you think about that? Um, well, that's um, yeah. In that way, it is true that like sex sells. Like if you if people talk about this, people are interested anyway. And in Jamaica film, I kind of realized that sometimes like it's a it's a good way to attract audience. And of course, uh, everybody will see it, and then also good people will see it. But mm -hmm. with the like with the Coco thing, I really didn't want it to be on the Bow News or Geen Style. Mm. Because I feel like it is like like maybe the the the, the luring people in with talking about blowjobs and uh, mm. uh, it, it can feel a bit. Uh, I mean, um, bit, uh, yeah. You also like for me, it's like a part of life, and I can just talk about blowjobs mm. or about like, clothes or uh, or a problem, and it's interesting. But like for a lot of people, there if you're if you're a bit more shallow, it's just like ooh blowjob. <laughs> Skip to the part where they uh, have like in Jamaica, like the, the, they posted it on the Geen Style site, and there were people like. Uh, so one minute is a sex or something. There is not even actual sex, but like people really watch it like that. I yeah. notice, you know. Okay. I don't mind, but then I thought like, well, if it's not me, and if it's somebody else's life, I'm not gonna. Maybe I shouldn't uh, let it be on the Geen style. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't strike me as anything that's like uh, 
fake or you're trying to expose that. I think no. It seems like just a really honest. Yeah, it uh, is honest, thing. but it's a side effect, you know. Like it's uh, uh, it can be a side effect if you if you really put it out in the world like that. Yeah, for sure, I understand. Yeah. And is capturing this kind of real world perspective? Is it any? comment to anything personal do you we do you think that we're all a little bit too sensitive or private should we open up more or no just like there's no activism if you don't want to open up don't yeah uh, i think then i just like to like i like to do it and i like people who do it mm-hmm. but if maybe if everybody would do it there wouldn't be any special thing about it but i think i also yeah maybe it is a like maybe I do want to show a little bit like hey like nothing happens you can just say this or put this online and you know mm. no a lot of people like it like a lot of people like the honesty or the mm. sincerity but yeah I mean if you don't it has to come natural don't force it don't mm. don't overshare if you are uncomfortable with it just to think that's good because that can also be awkward you know I mean just be cool yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, uh, I think you come across as a very fun person, a very relaxed person to be around as well. And what I was wondering, uh, what do you what do you do for fun? Or how do you how do you yeah. relax? Uh, well, uh, I talk a lot with friends. Like I like to talk about these kind of things when I talk about yeah. with Coco, like problems or like uh, psychological uh, intrigues or gossip and things. But I also, yeah, what do I do for fun? <laughs> I work actually, yeah, for fun. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great that you have a, a something in your life that you yeah. do for work and that you find fun. That's great. Yeah, I watch some. I watch also television. Like to relax, I watch television. What maybe. sort of TV shows? Yeah, do what you is your? Uh, yeah, oh, what's no. on your playlist now? Oh well, now I'm rewatching, but this is not cool. I mean, rewatching How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> <laughs> and then I do get it. Like it could be a cheesy American show, but I do. Uh, I like it. Just do like because it's so nothing. And I've uh, I've grew up very on Friends and Sex and the City and Will and Grace, like all these American sitcoms. Sitcoms, yeah. yeah. I have a quick question. Maybe oh, yeah? It's not really about this yeah. topic, but it's you did a work for Nina Muna. Yeah, it's true. The fashion brand from Amsterdam. Yeah. Can you just quick, explain yeah. a bit? Yeah, I think project? after she graduated, I um, I said like, I really wanted to do uh, like I wanted to get more into music video or like fiction. <laughs> so I asked, I sent her a message like, "Hey, I know her. Huh? We are friends, and uh, we went to uh, we went on a holiday together. I mean, I knew her before, and I knew her work, of course." And then um, I said, like, I want to do a video for you, or should we do like a like a collection video? And I thought it was like a good uh, a way to like to create a fiction kind of thing without a script, so like a music video kind of thing. And then she was like, Yeah, totally, let's do it. And we started like coming up with ideas, and uh, yeah, and and she, and she has like this kind of like uh, hormones are my master or. or Mother yeah. Nature is a slut, and she's like, we're animals in a dress of culture. So this is obviously kind of uh, like a, you can really... It speaks with your work. Yeah, so it kind I mean. of speaks with my work, I guess. But she has a very different approach. Yeah, like, I think I do agree that hormones are my master, and we are animals in a dress of culture. And then I think she really, her interpretation of culture is really sophisticated, like suits and uh, spin stripes and corsets. And my mm-hmm. interpretation of culture is way more youth culture, like uh, 90s over kids, uh, like kind of like high school kind of vibe, mm-hmm. which is both culture, of course. So I think we have the same um, 
brain, um, the same mind. brain mechanism, but a different thinking. interpretation of what the what the culture is that that uh, surrounds uh, us sexual beings or something. Right, okay. But I really do like her work, of course. And then we, uh, yeah, we came the office thing. We came up with like a perverted, um, schizophrenic, crazy office uh, world where, uh, yeah. Could be a great calendar. Yeah, it could also be a very yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> fetish kind of uh, yeah, <laughs> fetish office. Yeah, fet- I think I like I would like to do a fetish calendar, for example. Mm. This is uh, cool, and then like like I said, I'm going to Berlin, and already when I think about Berlin, I really get a different vibe than I get from when I think about Amsterdam nude calendar. I don't know okay. if you've ever seen Turks Freud, uh, Turkish Delights by Jan. Uh, it's like a Jan Volkers book directed by Paul Verhoeven. No, I've he- I've heard of. I the think artist. you should definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. see it. Like Paul Verhoeven is also the one from Basic Instinct and yeah, uh, Starship yeah, Troopers yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, Robocop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really famous Dutch film. Yeah, okay, yeah, and really good. I really, really like his work, like a lot. And uh, and uh, and and then a lot of people when they see the photos, they're like, "Oh, I feel uh, Turk Turks right, like Turkish delight, like yeah. kind of a sexual free hippie." It's actually uh, called something else in English, and it's oh not yeah? directly translated ah, as no, uh, 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 Turkish delight. So I can't remember. She's Turks. Freud. Turks Freud. Which is like this very yeah Turkish delight, like this yeah, sweet, sweet uh, uh, fermented maybe even. <laughs> uh, I don't know, like this kind of like weird. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, sweet, sweet okay. pastry kind of thing. Yeah, indeed. but the, but the movie is really like, uh, yeah, you should definitely if you like the calendar, yeah, uh, you should definitely see it. I, I mean, watch uh, many movies of him, so I yeah, he's, he's great. great uh, yeah, he's director. really great, and he's very. I think he has a good eye for what's uh, sexy and sexual mm. and very subtle in this way. Uh, so, but in Berlin, I could, I don't get this vibe at all. Like he has a very uh, happy, uncomplicated. Uh, Round, busty, blonde, ha- happy-go-lucky kind of. S- well, maybe that's not a good paraphrase, but but in Berlin, I get like a more maybe a more kinky or dark or rough ideas, you know. So okay. that's also like when you change the city of the, the calendar. Context, yeah. The, the the my 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 inspiration gets different, you know. I get yeah. a different ideas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That would be a really exciting project to do. Is is there anything else you're working on? Uh, well, I'm going. Project? Yeah, I am. I've. Uh, I've. Sh- I'm also working on another movie. I went to uh, Pattaya. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Pattaya. Pattaya. Yeah. Pattaya. Is it a, a place in Thailand? Or something? Exactly. It's a city um, where everything is around prostitution. Wow. So it used to be the hub from the Vietnam War, where all the veterans came. It's in the harbor city, and then uh, like. It's like it's filled with millions of bars and go-go bars and people and every well not every girl mo- almost all the girls you can approach and there's a lot of like old veterans and white and tourists mm. from Europe and then people just come there to find love or find sex or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's re- I mean I've, I don't know if you ever read the book Platform by Wellebeck. No, I haven't. No. Yeah, this is also about a guy who goes there and. Uh, Spends his life there. So y- this is your new project. Yeah, I yeah. I shot well. I've shot this actually a while ago. In last year in April. Yeah. I went there with uh, another filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, writer, more like of a kind of intellectual uh, approach, where I am more like the visual, personal approach. And then we did a lot of interviews there and uh, tried to kind of like penetrate this world. Yeah. And uh, and uh, he's also my boyfriend, so we shot like okay. a lot of. Uh, 
it's a kind of a combination of this interviewing journalistic approach and this very personal uh, conversation between us. And we're now, yeah, we're in the edit of that. But oh, it's, cool. a, it's a bit, kind of a big project, uh, hard, it's it's, difficult. Yeah, without without you explaining too much, it, it sounds already maybe different from the other two films we've talked about because <laughs> in one sense, they very much were things that happened to you. Like yeah. You followed Coco. Yeah. You met, uh, I forgot his name. The guy Andre. Andre. <laughs> you uh, had a relationship with him on holiday. Yeah. This one already seems like maybe a bit it's more. It's a bit a... more distant, but then because it's also my boyfriend and we also talk with each other. I mean, it has. It's still very personal. It ha- it's still very personal, but it also, I, it was a bit of an experience uh, and experiment to kind yeah. of think like what happens if we, if I, um, if it's not something that I personally engage with so much, you know, see if I can do the same. Yeah. Cool. That sounds like it's a bit more planned than maybe the Coco one that was like, yeah. come film me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was also planned because she asked it like six months ahead. So I did get like arranged everything, but it was a lot more personal. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. I filmed my parents also uh, like the last three years. So I've it was the first time I was filming people I didn't know. So in that sense, it's really... Um, new yeah awesome any any dream projects you think something you would really like to do mm-hmm. yeah i really wanted to make a calendar in seoul like uh, in south korea, korea. yeah oh, yeah that would be cool yeah I, i'm i really would like that and i've been to brazil a lot of times i also had a brazilian boyfriend so i would and there's like there has been a part of me that always wanted to go to Brazil and because I speak Portuguese now because I've been there for like quite some time so that would that I would like to put that to use but uh, yeah I mean maybe it's been too long I mean you could also imagine like I also get bored quite easily with stuff just like what I have with my old Instagram style and yeah. then I do feel like reinventing or, or, or t- taking it to the next level you know mm. so maybe i already kind of did my brazilian project with jamaica maybe it's it will be too similar i don't know why uh, south korea because uh, i do think asia is going to be like a new thing uh, you know like we've been so america focused or maybe not we i have been very america focused with a lot of series movies cultures trips to there and then in a way i think uh, just asia is going to be like a next rising superpower you know and i'm interested in how that's gonna be and i feel like there's a whole world that i know very little about i've never been to south korea never been to seoul i really i've been to thailand obviously a few times already and i really like the the aesthetics also i think there it's a fascinating world that that just kind of never caught my attention before and now all of a sudden i feel like whoa i think i want to go there that yeah. strikes me as something you do maybe in everyday life. You strike me as someone that really likes to travel. Yeah, uh, I do and like really to travel. like to submerge yourself in a different culture, and that's maybe where your work comes out as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Just like an it. observation. No, yeah, maybe it's true. It's true. I, I do like to do that. And then, so, yeah, I'm just curious about it. And also, kind of maybe the sexuality there. And I can imagine just the photo. I'm just curious what it will bring to me, you know? Because I've kind of known this. I know the South America vibe. I've been there like eight or five, six, seven times. And America and then Europe. And then I think, oh, yeah, like Russia and Asia is something I've never I've, yeah, yet to explore. All right.
Well, uh, we've come to the end of the questions. Yeah. And one thing before you go, oh, yeah. right, I want to say thank you for answering the questions. That was yeah. really, really good. But we have the quiz. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something I did tell you about yeah. before the show. But so the thematic for today's quiz is according to the website daysoftheyear.com, I want to challenge what your knowledge of the months <laughs> of the year are. Oh, so my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Holidays in each month. Some of them uh, uh, maybe a little more obvious. <laughs> and you have to figure out which month they might be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, okay. So Victor's going to help me out with this because he's going to uh, check how many you get the right. He has the answer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and as you can see, we have the leaderboard over there and uh, you'll see there's still space at the bottom and at the top. No one's got 10 out of 10 yet, but no one... <laughs> I'm a bit concerned that it might uh, you might struggle with this one because it's completely <laughs> random. <laughs> but anyway, let's get into it, all right? Yeah, Question wait, number change. one. Yeah. Um, International World UFO Day. Which month does that fall in? International World UFO Day. Yeah. I have no idea. Let's say, I think something called maybe November yeah, or something. November, that is incorrect, I'm afraid. It's the month we're in now, it's July. Oh. July, uh, the, July the 2nd. <laughs> Uh, question two, a bit more familiar for us, International Beer Day. When would you think International Beer Day might fall? I think it will fall in uh, in August. Correct. Correct. Well done. <laughs> That's well done. A good guess. Yeah, August you get a 7th. free beer. Yeah. August 7th. Beer, yeah. Uh, number three, Mango Day. When would you find Mango Day? Think tropical fruits. Yeah. Maybe February? Incorrect. July. Again, oh. it's oh, this fuck. month. Yeah. I don't know. I think hot weather, I thought, maybe. Yeah, but I thought maybe the below the... Because, like, summer in Brazil, for example, oh, yeah. is, like, in the January, February. Yeah, so. okay. I like your thought process, yeah. but incorrect. <laughs> um, number four, Working Naked Day. When do you think Working Naked Day might be? Hmm... Yeah, it must also be then in a warm, it's probably like a Western thing. So I'm guessing our summer, maybe June. Sorry, uh, it's incorrect. It's Victor's favorite month. It's February. Uh, oh, February really? 7th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like who celebrates? I've never even heard of that. Actually. Oh, neither. Not, not, uh, maybe not me if we either. celebrate it more, I'll find February better. Yeah, yeah you find it more nice. More fun, yeah. <laughs> Okay, maybe one that the Dutch cult might be popular in Dutch culture. I'm not sure. But number five is Apple Pie Day. When would you find Apple Pie Day? Um, uh, September. Nope, that is May. Sorry, incorrect again. I'm sorry about this, Lara. Number number six is Lips Appreciation Day. When would you find Lips Appreciation Day? Um, February. Close, March. Oh, man. Um, a bit like this quiz, number seven, Awkward <laughs> Moments Day. Awkward <laughs> Moments Day. Well, then uh, July, yeah, probably. <laughs> no, incorrect, it's March. Uh, number eight is Old Farmer's Day. <laughs> when do we celebrate old uh, in may oh incorrect that's october <laughs> uh eat a red apple day when would we find eat a red apple day april april is incorrect it's december oh fuck. all right and the last one number okay, 10. But i'm not really like like one i'm i'm like the okay. lowest of a scrubber i'm gonna okay, give you one less so I'll this isn't Christmas. completely wipe out i'll give you this last one with a little clue um Number 10 is Fun Day. When would you find Fun Day? And it is in the same month where you might also 
uh, be a fool. April. Yes. Thank God. And it's the same day, April 1st. Oh, yeah. Fun day, fool day. Oh, maybe it's the same. Uh, maybe it's some combination. Who yeah. knows? Well, yeah. How did so, so you got two out of ten? Uh, two yeah. out of ten. It's not. It's not a whitewash. I think you did really well guessing. Uh, guessing one of the earlier questions. <laughs> the beer. The beer, the beer one. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is the. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, uh, just to finish off, Laura, thank you very much for coming in and answering yeah. any questions. It's been real fun talking to you. I've enjoyed Thanks. it. It's been Thanks good. a lot. Yeah. Thanks to Anytime. Victor. And uh, ciao. Thank you very much. Cool. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for another episode of Radio Oedipus. Thanks to Victor for helping me out today and a huge thanks to Lara. Keep an eye out for her work on her Instagram or her website. All links attached in the show notes. Like I said at the top of the show, you can find out more about Radio Oedipus by going to oedipus.com forward slash radio or by searching Radio Oedipus on most major podcast platforms. Help us grow by liking and subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also get in contact with me by heading to the email address radio at oedipus.com. The music on today's show is written and composed by Ola iMusic and you can tune in next time for more explorations into the culture of beer. 